for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our family together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart, Luke 2.19. We want to thank our sponsor, Home Instead Senior Care. Since we began in 2017, Home Instead supported and encouraged us. We are so proud to be associated with Home Instead, a trusted, positive small business partner. Now, because last year we had over 7 million downloads, we get to add one more sponsorship. So if you will let us know if you're interested in joining the Fireside team, that'll be great. First, I have to tell you, I have almost no voice today, and I've been laughing for two days because I didn't want to talk. I want to listen today. I'm bringing you the best guest. He is an answer to prayer. I've been asking his wife for like, well, since 2017, if he would come on and talk to me about this. So I'm going to give you a quick bio on my dear friend, Dr. Jim McAndrews. And then I'm going to just start letting him talk. And you're going to be glad I did because we're talking about a really confidential and delicate subject today. And that is erectile dysfunction. And this always surprises us, but we know men listen to the show because they've been asking for this conversation. And it really is so dear to me that men trust me enough to ask me that privately. So I have been really praying and asking Cynthia, please, do you think Jim would do this with us? Okay, so here's his background. With humor and a great deal of compassion, Dr. Jim McAndrews shares why he became a urologist and what he plans to do now that he's retired after 38 years. You'll never guess. Also, he is a trained urologist with over 35 years of experience. He has extensive experience in urinary conditions, and I hope I get this right, Jim, urinary calculi and removal. He graduated from Texas A&M Southwestern Medical Center in Dallas, which was my dad's school, by the way. And he's a longhorn, but he also spent a little time at A&M, so we have to give him credit for that. Jim, I always say I judge men by the way they talk about their wives, which I have been around you some, and you always say sweet things about Cynthia. But in your case, I've been judging you for 30 years because Cynthia praises you in these sweetest ways and always has the whole time I've known her. So because of her, I had the nerve to ask you to do this for me. I know these are questions that women want to know and men too about erectile dysfunction. And I'm just so happy that you come on the show. Welcome and thank you very, very much. Well, thanks for the invitation. A nice compliment about my sweet wife. She's clearly my better half. You know what? No one in all the years I've been doing this, no one has ever sent their testimony to me ahead of time. You're the first one to ever send me a written testimony. I love that. I don't even want to share it. I'm just going to say Jim sent me the sweetest testimony about how he came to faith in Christ. And Cynthia was part of the story. 
But Jim, I wanted to ask you, I really want to use that as my Father's Day blog. Would you mind if I just cut and paste it right into my blog, your testimony? No, not at all. Nope. Oh my gosh, I, I loved it. Okay, so if you're listening in and you want us to hurry up and talk about erectile dysfunction, we'll do that. But um, I'm going to let, I always do the story first. I always do my guest story first. So I'm going to let Jim tell us a little of his story. And then I want you to look right before Father's Day for his testimony because it is the sweetest thing. I, I just love what you wrote. Okay, Jim, do you mind telling us a little bit about how you got interested in neurology and what your own experiences have been in this subject? Well, I, everybody in my family uh, was an engineer, chemical engineer, mechanical engineer. So I started out in chemical engineering, but then through a variety of circumstances, being a lifeguard, I found out that I needed some more medical treat, uh, instruction. So I started looking into becoming an EMT and running on an ambulance service and decided to switch from chemical engineering to medical school. And medical school, the last thing I wanted to be was a urologist. But one of my coworkers was a chemical engineer and said, you're going to understand urology. It's pumps, it's filters. And so I started uh, pursuing uh, training in urology and have never looked back and enjoyed it so much. So, um, Well, I, I love out. what you – oh, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. I, no, I did. You, sit, you sent me your uh, – I, I, I tell you what, nobody sent me this much material beforehand. Usually I'm researching online. And with the <laughs> stuff you gave me, I was like, man, if I had any urolo urological problems right now, I'd be begging you not to retire, but instead do surgery on me because I loved everything you sent me. And you even sent me your philosophy of medicine, including one. I'm just going to cut a couple of phrases out of it. It's much longer than this, but he said, First and foremost, I realized that I'm just a tool of the great physician, God. And then, as if that wasn't, okay, you had me at that, you also said, I also believe that the practice of medicine is a dialogue, not a monologue. I'm telling you now, Jim, I've been in offices where we should just tattoo that on the forehead of every doctor we've talked to, right? <laughs> so right. I'm really... I'm really proud of you for figuring that out. And it doesn't even surprise me knowing y'all as well as I do. I, it just makes sense to me that that would be the kind of listening and collaborative doctor that you would be. You know, I always go in and tell him I'm not going to see you because I'm not going to let you make my decisions for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that always gets us off to a good start. Okay. Well, tell well, me a little I, bit I, about that. Well, you know, uh -huh. you alluded that I'm retired now and I retired about uh, six, seven months ago. And I loved what I was doing as far as interacting with patients. One-on-one, mm -hmm. -on -one, that was the best thing. Trying to tease out what a patient was really concerned about and then try to find out what was the best for them, uh, whether it was surgery or medication. But medicine is changing. It's getting a lot more corporate. And I yeah. found that I, outside of the exam room, I wasn't enjoying things anymore. Inside the mm. exam room, loved it. That's where I love being. But uh, so I retired. And I know you're doing. I want you to tell. Do you mind telling people what your study? You're here's a guy with yeah. <laughs> over thirty years in medicine, and he's gone back to school to learn a new, uh, a new skill. I guess you call it. I don't know. But tell us what you're doing next. Well, uh, I went back to UT Tyler to study chemistry. 
So I'm an undergraduate pursuing a second degree in chemistry. And specifically, it was because UT Tyler has a very unique program in, in the chemistry department in fermentation science. So it's a program that mainly centers around beer brewing and winemaking, but it's, it's the real technical aspects, and I am just enjoying it. We have a lab where we literally brew beer, and then the next week we run all sorts of very intense chemical tests on it. So it's just a lot of fun. That is that is so fun. My son, you know, is a brewer himself. He he, that's part of what he does now. His right. his a uh, restaurant background, and I love going in there myself. the The brewery is like it's so clean. It's surgically clean, which I love because my dad was also a doctor and a surgeon, and um, so I kind of grew to appreciate clean fingernails and clean floors. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. And then, but when when I realized, as I was kind of reading through your stuff, I thought, it is, you know, those brewing, I don't even know what they call those machines, but they are like a big bladder, if you think about it that way. Uh, so that was kind of cool. I don't know. A lot yeah, of, but it's all a lot stainless of plumbing. steel, it's fun equipment. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me, because we only have about three minutes, I want you to tell me briefly about being a patient, not being a doctor, if you don't mind. And then, and then I'll kind of close off the segment by saying we're going to come back and I'm going to begin asking you really specific questions about erectile dysfunction and how common it is, what ages, what, what conditions, all that stuff. But before we get there, I just was hoping you would tell us a little bit about your experience being a patient. Well, uh, as a urologist, we check the, a PSA blood test on men to see if they're at risk for developing prostate cancer. I have a history of prostate cancer in my family, so I was monitor, monitoring mine very closely, and it started to rise. And a little over five years ago, mine rose to the point where it was concerning, and I had a biopsy, and sure enough, I had prostate cancer. So something I've been treating hundreds of men for, now I had to choose treatment. And the, the concerning thing, and this ties in with what we'll talk about, is the treatment for prostate cancer can lead to incontinence, that's leakage of urine, and impotence, the inability to have an erection. And oh, I knew that going into it, and that was very concerning. Yeah, that's one of my questions on my list was, what's the difference between erectile dysfunction and impotence? Because I really don't know. So we're going to go to the break. I want to remind you that if you're driving, I don't want you to have a wreck. don't want you to fall off your recumbent bike. I'm going to put all this in a blog. It'll be at Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. You can find this blog and all of the links to any information that Jim gives me. I'll share that there. Don't forget to look for his testimony right before Father's Day. Okay, so when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how common erectile dysfunction is, the ages, other conditions. I'm so happy we got to talk a little bit about prostate cancer. I want to talk a little bit more about that. Jim, we may need to do a whole show on just prostate cancer. We'd be happy to do um, that. Okay, so that may be something we want to go into really more extensively. Today, I want to keep focused on erectile dysfunction, and I just want to get enough information that 
when people ask me about it, I don't feel dumb. I have to share one quick story. When I asked Jim if he would come to the show, as soon as I knew he was retiring, I was like, I got to find a time to talk to him. And I happened to happen to see him out in a social engagement. And he started talking to me about it at this wedding party. And I was dying because he's such a doctor, you know, he was just so for, just so uh, open and everything and using all these big, big words. But this is truth with a Texas twang. Stay with us. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Help me, Toginet. You're my only hope. I want to start a podcast, but I simply don't have time. How do I take care of the details? Editing? Contacting guests? Where do I put it so that people can listen in? Fear not. The podcasting wizards here at Toginet can take care of all of the details because we provide full-service podcasting for all of our hosts so that you can focus on your message. We even build you a webpage that you can edit. And we send your podcast out to Spotify and iTunes so that your message is easy to find. Wow, you can do all of that? You've magically cured my anxiety. Where do I sign up? You can find all of our packages on our website, toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. If you would like to talk to one of us, call us at 903-787-5880 or email us at staff at toginetradio.com. Want to move from coexisting to cherished? From isolated to influential? Hi, this is Kathy. Just for you, we have two books out now devoted to creating better conversations, life-changing conversational adventures. Marriage Conversations, From Coexisting to Cherished, is 20 chapters packed with easy, practical ideas. This is the book I wrote for my kids. It's brimming over with personal stories and stuff I learned the hard way. Then, The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations explores over 40 different ways Jesus launched the woman at the well from lonely to leadership. You can find our books with our wonderful publishers, Cross River Media and Elk Lake Publishers, at local bookstores or at Amazon.com. Buy two, one to read out loud to your hubby and one to share with a friend. Order yours today and have your own conversational adventures tonight. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home, where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio. 
where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey there, welcome back. We're talking to Dr. James McAndrew about um, erectile dysfunction. And before we went to the break, I was just telling that story about being with him at a wedding and having him talk so loudly about uh, a very confidential and private topic. Jim, there were people walking by, and I, I don't know if they were just shocked at our, you know, we're talking about penises and stuff, or if they were just yeah. wanting to, like, they just want, wish they could stand nearby and listen in, because nobody talks about this. So I'm pretty excited you're here. I want to start good. with... Yeah, I went, and you're also pretty funny. I think I wish I wish we really had tons of time. We may have to do more than one episode. Um, so how common is this? And like, what ages? If if you saw a young person, when would you think, oh, this is too young? Why are we dealing with this? So it's very common, and we almost have a joke at our office that if a man calls up and says he gets up too much at night to go to the bathroom or his urinary stream is weak, he really has erectile dysfunction, and he's just using that because he's too embarrassed to tell the lady up front to make the appointment why he's coming in. So, so it's like, it's maybe, very, is it most, like one, one of the more common things that you would see, or is it just that they're so awkward? Guys, this is such an awkward conversation to have, even when they're yeah, it's, an awkward, it's an awkward conversation. It's not the most common thing we see but it's very common. In fact, a lot of men that we see for other problems kind of bring it up at the end, like, oh, by the way, and they're having uh, some trouble. So, so if, you're feeling, if, if your husband feels really shy about this, but you kind of know something's going on, he's not, he's not out of the ordinary. That's pretty much the way all men respond to this situation, I guess. Um, what, what is it all ages? Well, it's it's more common as men get older, um, and it's often associated with other de- diseases like high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease. Those are things that can affect the blood wow. vessels, and the blood vessels, uh, even down in a man's private area, are affected, and it can affect his ability to get an erection. But I've also seen young men come in having trouble, and... Here's the thing. With erectile dysfunction, there's always a psychological component to it. So if a man has trouble once, he's going to worry about it and potentially have more problems. So Uh. if a a man's having a problem, get in early because then it may be as simple as taking a pill for a little while until he gets his confidence back, and then he won't need the medication. Is there is there an age where men are always um, always going to have trouble getting an erection? Like, is there a sort like do you age out of sexual intercourse? I guess is what I'm wondering. Uh, as you age, it becomes a little bit more of a problem, more of a common problem, more of a problem. But I've seen men in their 80s who had no trouble at all. So it's not oh, okay. directly. You can't just say yet. Yeah, at a certain point, men all men are going to have trouble. Although, okay. if you live to your 90s, there's a pretty good chance you're going to have trouble. So it, do, do guys slow down? Like a, a guy that's 80 and can still get an erection, is he still going to be less uh, frisky? Or is that, or is he still pretty frisky too? 
Well, as a man gets older, their testosterone goes down a little bit as well, so that's going to reduce their their sexual drive. So yes, that will go down. That some of their ability, their recovery time, those will all get uh, worse as you get older. But I've seen men who are in their 80s who told me, with their wife present, that they had intercourse twice a week. Yeah, I I heard that from Chris Legg. He he's doing some great stuff right now on sexual relationships between men and women and uh, marriage. And in fact, has a book coming out probably in the next year. He's, you can find Chris Legg on some. He did an interview with me and told his story about adopting kids and different things for Father's Day one year. So if you're looking for more information, that's another good source. Um, yeah. Okay, Jim, I, I heard recently Viagra is actually they're they're kind of excited because some of the tests early test results are saying that it may help with dementia. Do you think that's true? I just want, couldn't wait to ask you that question. Uh, potentially, you know, Viagra was found because it was given as a way to help men with heart disease to get better oxygenation to their heart muscle. Uh-huh. And oh, all of a so sudden these men who, who were impotent were telling their doctors, hey, things are working again. So <laughs> if it can improve the heart and it can improve a man's sexual function, it may be working on parts of the brain or the blood vessels in the brain uh, to improve Alzheimer's. I, I don't know. It, I could see how it might. You know, they say the brain is the, the most important sex organ. I don't know where I heard that, but I read stuff all the time. So no telling where I picked that up. But uh, that's pretty funny when you think about it. That That's a pretty good. I mean, I'm not selling Viagra by any means. In fact, one of the reasons I was excited about having you on the show is you have nothing to sell. You're just doing this out of the kindness of your heart. Yeah, I I mean, I had other people I could have asked, but I didn't want them selling things to people who were were in need or may feel really frustrated and isolated and unable to talk about a very private topic. So I just didn't want to invite somebody on the show that would sell something. So anyway, uh, just to clarify that, that's one reason I was so excited about getting you on here. Well, um, so lately, are there, uh, like, tell me some of the most, I know you told me at least one story about having people come in, not a specific story, but just in general, having people come in and and you mentioned this and uh, and, and not know how to talk about it. Is there anything you've learned in particular from treating people with erectile dysfunction? Yes, they'll all they'll usually bring it up at the end of the appointment, so it helps to be proactive uh, from my mm. standpoint. So I can bring it up because I'm a urologist. So if we talk about things, I'm free to say, "Now, are you having any erectile dysfunction issues?" And they mm-hmm. look at me like, "How did you know?" So mm-hmm. that made my office run more efficiently because I w- they weren't waiting to the last minute, and most of them had some issues, and the guys that don't have any issues or don't want to talk about it, I'm not going to push them into talking about it, but they can say, no, I'm doing fine there, and you go, great. So being proactive was helpful. So if you're a wife and you're listening, or even a husband, and you're listening to this podcast, one of the reasons we do these is you have a tool. You can just pop this in, and 30 minutes later, you can have this conversation with somebody that you care about. I like to recommend that people take them to Sunday school. I'm not sure this is the one for Sunday school. Maybe (laughs) it is. 
I, I mean, I have friends that say, if we don't talk about this stuff at church, where are we going to talk about it? And I, I kind of run that direction with all this stuff in my life that I talk freely about. I, tr- I like to talk about it at church because I feel like people then know there are other imperfect people in the room, right? Always. Right. So if somebody wanted to bring this up either with their spouse or their a close circle of couples or their parents, you know, or maybe uh, at Sunday school, how would you suggest they bring this topic up? Like what sentence could I say if I wanted to tell my pastor, hey, I'd like to share this in Sunday school? <laughs> I'm not really sure how to do that. Um, <laughs> okay. I thought as a doctor you might have a quick answer. <laughs> no, people are, I, you know, I'm very open to it. So people come up to me. You weren't the only one at that social gathering to come up and talk to me about this exact issue. So people come are up and talk kidding? to me about it all the time. Oh, that's hilarious. Because they know, pardon? That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But if if a man's having trouble, the, the easiest thing for them to do is to seek wise counsel. And that usually means starting with their family physician and just say, you know, I'm having this trouble. Your family physician is going to keep that in confidence. There's yes. some things that they can try, some tests they can run. And if there's still an issue, they can send them to a urologist and we see this all the time, so we're very sensitive to the man needing someone to talk to about what's going on in that part of their lives. I tell you now, what, Jim, there, there's nothing I wouldn't talk to my doctor about. We're going to run out of time. We have about two minutes. And I heard you say now, I don't want to miss what you were about to say quickly. You can find all this at Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E as in Edward. Finish your sentence. I don't want to miss it. Okay. You were asking about what a wife can do. And what a wife can do. Oh, that's going to be a, Jim, that's going to be a whole, we're going to do a whole segment. I'm going to do a whole podcast on that. We're going to do two podcasts today. This is the first one. This one I'm going to call what we all want to know. I was going to say what women want to know, but then I realized everybody wants to know this. And then, so it's what we all want to know. And the other one's going to be erectile dysfunction wives can make a difference. So I'm going to ask Ooh. Jim really specific questions about that. Yeah. You'll have to so wait to the next podcast. I know. I just didn't want to shortchange my listening friends on your story because we always do people's stories. And I knew with the history you had and the prostate cancer and also the beer making, I just knew people were going to want to know you better. And then your sweet wife, Cynthia, I, I wanted a Valentine for her because we love her so much. <laughs> But anyway, so we're we're about out of time, but uh, don't forget to look for that other podcast with Dr. James McAndrews. You can find that on my my website, and this is Truth with a Texas Twang, and we're so glad you joined us today. You are the reason that we do this. If you and your husband are having issues because erectile dysfunction seems to be part of the picture for you, just believe me, you're not alone. People ask us both, both Jim and I, about this all the time. Me, probably not nearly as much as you, Jim. But <laughs> right. enough that I knew, yeah, enough that I knew it was a real a serious issue. So we're very excited to bring you this information. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. 
thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh.